Hi, this is Brian Kralowitz. I'm the Director of University Counseling Services, and we're here again for our weekly podcast series. Um, I'm joined here by Christian Johns, uh, who's a sophomore uh, at Truman, who also is an orientation leader, because this uh, series of podcasts is geared much more towards their, our new students, um, our first-year students, uh, who are just coming into Truman. And so um, with his experience, I'm glad to have him aboard. So um, let me turn it over to Christian, and we'll start off our conversation today. Um, yeah, I guess one of the most important things for me coming to school was the the decision about who I was going to be friends with. I had some friends from high school come with me, but you know, some people come from really small towns, they don't have any friends with them, and I was amazed at how quickly I became friends with um people in my residence hall. Um they they really pushed that, you know, come incoming freshmen get to know the people that live around you, but really it happened. I became, you know, best friends with people that I lived, you know, four or five feet away from. The the, the research on this is interesting. It's who typically becomes your friend? Is that it, it's it's I don't know the exact numbers, but the statistical probability of becoming friends with somebody on a campus is directly related to how close you are. If you can basically see their door from your door, those are most likely going to be your friends. Right. Um, and, and, as, and I think as people progress through you know, the college and they kind of grow, they will grow more friends. But it's amazing to me how people will still maintain their friendship based on who they happen to be living with or living next to. And I know even for myself, 40 years later, I'm still friends with people that happen to be right next door to me right. that I would have, if they would have been across campus, I would have never got to know them and it would have never been a, an issue in my life type of thing. And someone right. else would have been my friend. But but that really is, and that's one thing that people do come with and they instantly try to grab onto who's going to be my best friend. Um, and, and a lot of times it's just the people that you're around, and especially in the halls here on campus, yeah. that going to dinner with, you know, the, those meal type occasions oh, yeah. are such a big factor. Absolutely. You have to it, have the door open hoping someone comes by and grabs you. Right, yeah, and, and it's those uh, moments where you are going to be seeing as much traffic as possible. You know, you're going to be eating with everyone there. Uh, you know, it's a moment where you have conversation. You can talk with one another, and you're going to see each other in the halls, you know, going to class. And, and who's there to study with you? Yeah. I mean, late at night, these are the people that are going to be, um, you know, helping you out probably the yeah. most. You know, yeah. not every time, but a lot of the time are going to be there for you, and, and they have more opportunities to get to know you. Um, and so I think you, you make priorities uh, with them. <clears throat> and I, th- I think what I've always heard from people is it's a lot easier to make calls, especially like Truman Week, where you're, you know, it's rah rah, his boom ba type of things, and so right. you, you're very much involved with getting to know them. And the whole reason that Truman Week is rah rah, his boom ba, is to make sure that people develop these. Even if you're like, oh, this really sucks, but you're developing that bond because you both right. think it really sucks. It's great, right. or you love it, and then you're like, wow, I love it. <laughs> and you both, love it. and you love it, whatever it might be. But I think so. I think the people when they come, it's so powerful of who happens to be living around you. Um, and then I think the next thing that people sometimes, I think, really sometimes struggle with compared to high school is they go to their classes. And I think most times in high school, who you became friends with who happens to be sitting by. Right. Where right. in college, because it's really usually not assigned seats, um, usually it's, you know, you're there, you show up, you leave. That There may not be as much conversation that people probably remember from high school with right. who happen to be near them in their classes. You lose that, that connection immediately in class to, you know, all the people, all the camaraderie, you know, making fun of the teacher, whatever used to happen. Um, But 
I, I know specifically with some of my classes, the study groups that you yes. that you make with those classes that, you know, they may not be in that particular class, but they've had this professor, it's in their major, and those study groups, you know, if they save you from a couple of tests, they become your best friends <laughs> because they have rescued you, you know, from that doom of, of failure. And I think the study groups is where I think people, when they come from high school transitioning, they don't oftentimes see that as much. Because most of the time in high school, you end up doing either your, your work at school or you do it at home, kind of alone, where in college it is much more of a social exchange and that the goal of studying in a group is not designed to be for social, but it is. We all know that. And that if you get to with some people and you study with them for a couple hours, anytime you've been in a bunker with somebody in war, (laughs) you become somewhat friends with them. And and that's where where I think people I've always seen at college, and you might be different on this, is that transition from like, okay, we're studying tonight at 8 o'clock and the study group ends at 11. People don't oftentimes, they feel very awkward saying, hey, what are you doing right now? You want to go get a coffee? People don't right. oftentimes extend that arm out to connect. They kind of go, this is that role, and they go back to the halls. They often say, I really wish I would be friends with them, but I don't know how to bridge that gap. Right. You know, anything that you've seen from yourself in terms of going from, I'm a study partner with them to someone, I, hey, I actually like to hang out with them and socialize with them beyond just the studying. Well, I know some some of the people um you know that have that have talked to me just say they're too timid they're too afraid to say you know hey i i would really like to go out and spend some time with these people or you know go down to javico get some coffee um but you know they're too afraid and and my thoughts are you, you know if you have two scared people the person who breaks the ice is usually you know the one who who has the most success so um just don't you know don't be afraid to say hey you you want to go you know meet in the lounge to go get dinner before our study group or um you know get up in the morning and go eat breakfast because you know more often than not that person would probably be just fine yeah. hanging out with you you just have to take the initiative to you know to extend extend that arm and say I'd like to be friends. And the one thing I've, I've given feedback on people is that if someone studies with you on more than one occasion, they probably like you. Right. I mean, unless you're a super genius that is like the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I, I'm not questioning that people are not like that. But for the most part, people would rather study with someone who's semi-smart but easy to get along with right. versus a genius where you feel like this is horribly socially awkward. Right. So if you are hanging out with somebody in a study group for a couple of times... Go past your, you know, and I also feel there's natural things to invite people to. Everybody eats. Right. At some point in time, it's like, hey, if you turn a study thing into like, hey, let's go meet over, you know, Pancake City or let's go to Java Co. Right. Studying at some point will diminish and it'll turn into a conversation of like, well, where are you from? What do you like? And those things occur. But, but you're right. People are so scared oftentimes of being that first one to kind of show their cards. Yeah. Where if they would just show them, it's so much better. Right. Everybody's in the same boat about yes. you know about being afraid with that sort of thing. So because I mean, like I said, your roommates when you get to college, it's how it's how it's chosen who's across the hall from you is about as accurate as throwing a dart. I mean, right. you know, in terms of and I'm not knocking Res life in this, but right. you know, they worry about who you room with, but they don't worry about who's across the hall from you. Right. And so those are people just by natural natural proximity you get connected to. But the people in your classes are ones you're going to get more of a, a deeper level connection to. Yeah. But it requires a lot more. It's not like your door's open, their door's open. You sit there and go, what are you watching on television? Or what are you playing on the computer? What video right. game you screwing around with? But it gets deeper. And it requires that effort. And I'm, for me, at least, that added effort that it takes to make a connection with someone else makes that relationship so much more important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, not that... You know, in a fire, I'd rather st- save all the people in my study group than I would the people living around me. But, but that 
you know, sometimes you can have close relationships with people just because it takes that much more. Exactly. That, that much more work. Uh, the, the one thing that, that I think is a true, that I've seen as an interesting phenomenon is if, you mentioned you lived in Centennial Hall. Right. How, how from, some from Centennial Hall will make friends in Missouri Hall. It sounds really ridiculously small, but <clears throat> right. that willingness to go outside of your hall structure can you yeah. give some? Ex- I mean, as a person who didn't live here on campus, right. but that is a very powerful factor. And actually, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as food, because all college students eat food. <laughs> so I actually got into the habit of going to Missouri Hall to eat. You don't because ha- you don't have to eat in your own residence right. hall, and and just going there and talking with the people there because you're bound to catch some people in between classes uh, that are going to be eating. But you can definitely meet people in that way. But also getting involved on campus. Other than that, you know, outside of food, if you join organizations, you're bound to meet someone who's not from your from your residence yeah. hall. So, um, if you get involved, even in you know a couple meetings a week or even one meeting, just meeting those people yeah. and, and networking and connecting, making Facebook friends, whatever, um, getting in touch. Uh, it's not hard to just you know step out of your residence hall and see people from yeah. from somewhere else. And you brought up so many good things. I mean, we kind of talked about this in the other podcasts of joining groups, joining organizations, because yeah. those are where your interests are at. The, the one thing I will see people they will go to the first meeting, they'll get their nerve up for the first meeting, and and, and I'll be, just from a standpoint, if you haven't been through this, first meetings on campus usually stink. Right, because it's like everybody's like going, okay, what are we doing here? And they're and they're, everybody's kind of reconnecting to their old friends, right? And they're not worried about the new people as much. So if you go to something, commit yourself to a couple of times, just because it's like, oh, okay, I need to come here right. and come back, and going to uh, what's it called on the on the quad where that's the. Uh, where they have all the organizations out there to look at joining and things like that. There's the, a huge the event. The fair, the organization. The organizational fair. I mean, yeah. if go to that, it's such a powerful thing. But then you also mentioned the idea of Facebook. And then I, 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 some people, as an older person, when I hear of my colleagues, they look at Facebook and being friends as two separate things. Right. What Facebook is is an integration with friendship, and that's the hardest thing I have a hard time explaining to faculty and staff is that Facebook is just an easier, simpler, safer way to, hey, I see a status, I can make a comment, and then we can play the whole game of do you write back to me and how does that go and do we become friends based on this the next time I see you. Using a, getting to know names of who people are, uh, fi- uh, kind of uh, connecting them on Facebook or whatever social network people, if it's Twitter or whatever people want to do, but doing those things, it really helps alleviate that awkwardness of that jumping from high we're in a study group to how do we go hang out and do something, where Facebook allows that bridge a little bit easier, or at least from my experience. Oh yeah, I'm <clears throat> some people have serious social networking problems as far as, you know, sharing too much information or, you know, being worried about, is this person my friend on Facebook or not? And and getting involved. But, you know, sort of putting that that aside, it's a great way to stay in touch with the people that aren't here at school with you. Um, You know, worrying about what to do with those friends that you've left behind or friends that you've met at camps or something. Um, It is a useful tool to to maintain that sort of connection. And I, and I think, we're kind of flipping this, the end of it, it's a great kind of uh, segment here, that to go into, what do you do with your old friends? And that, like, there, that is that connection with Facebook, to stay in touch. And I think everybody who gets here, everybody's looking, I mean, the way the mind works, that we look for people that, we're, that are similar to what we know. So we're looking yeah. for... 
you know, and I'm sure you've did the same thing. Like, oh, you remind me of my friend from high school. Right. And, and every and it, everybody at some point really gets annoyed that other people do it, but they all do it themselves. <laughs> it's kind of a funny phenomenon that they like, stop talking about high school, but you're the person who just talked about it three seconds ago. Right. But that that is so important that you're trying to find this as much as you can. Those friends still exist in your world. How do you see these as new people in your life? They're not replacing. They're not better. They're not worse. They're just different friends. They're they're Truman right. friends type of thing. So so how do you like you said? How do you maintain the friends that are not coming here to Truman? I think it's easy if someone comes to Truman. You have that's a whole different range of things that usually ends up later on where you end up maybe separating because you just get different interests. Right. But. What do you do with a person that you have a friend that goes to Mizzou, you have a friend that goes Umsel, or you have a friend that goes to you know Notre Dame or wherever they go? Um, you know, I, I left some friends behind. They went to school in in Kansas, um, and I know I, I remember every time I came home, I made a point to let them know that I was going to be you know yep. back in town. You know, just because usually our breaks are going to coincide. You know, everybody's going to have Christmas off. Everybody's going to have the summer off. So we would try to coordinate at least getting together and not just making it, you know, we're going to text every once in a while once we, you know, have a test or something. Um, but definitely to, to see them on those breaks. But I know we tried definitely to plan for them to come and, and visit. Like I would go visit them yeah. at their university, stay for maybe a couple of days. Um, I know... One of my friends had a fraternity that was up there, and some of the brothers said that they could stay with them. So, I mean, it's not that difficult to coordinate staying a couple of days and, and keeping in touch. But that's the key part is keeping in touch. And, maintain, yeah. and I think a lot of times when people see this, I think as long as you see that your friend and you are going to change pretty dramatically. But yeah. the thing, and I always tell, it's really an interest. Someone asked me a question a, a couple months ago of what... How do people make friends? And I think I think one of the things required is you have to have a lot of time together. It's qu- it's not quantity time. It's qu- not quality time. It's quantity time. Right. Just a lot of time together. That's why people across the hall you become friends with. And the other part is you have to have some unique shared experiences. And that's what the old high school friends have. You spend right. a lot of time with them, and then you go, oh man, that one time when so and so. Remember what happened in that car? Oh man. <laughs> and you have that story. Those are the things that allow people to create new stories because you have that that thread together. Right. If you let that thread thin out so much, you don't have that ability to, to go future type of thing. So the idea of right. going to visit friends, going to other campuses, which is really kind of a weird thing. Of like, you feel you really feel like I don't belong here, you know. And, and right. when they come here, it's the same thing. But it, but but you do because that's your friends and how you kind of go and get affiliated with them and get associated with them. Yeah, and I mean again. Having those inside jokes uh, is just a matter of spending enough time with someone for somebody to do something stupid, and everybody can laugh about it. So, I mean, give give your relationships time to cultivate. I think when people compare their friendships back home or, or with friends that they've had before with making new friends, it sometimes seems like an underwhelming process because, you know, they feel like, oh, these people just aren't like my friends that I've known since the third grade. I mean, you've known those other friends for so long, you have to give new relationships a chance to sort of, to sort of grow. And and like you said, you have to have those inside jokes. You have to create that. And that's the thing is, I think when people get here, they feel, they get here initially for most people, they get here and they're very excited and it's like, oh, wow, wow. And then it's about like that fourth or fifth week where they just realize they don't have the depthness with the friends they have here, which is natural. And that's where people sometimes get like, I really miss home. I really miss my friends i gotta talk to them and, and again because of cell phones and facebook and all the other elements oh, yeah. that, that that change or you can stay in touch but it's not the same it's but right. but how do you then you can't 
I see where I see people that struggle as they keep well, my friends are home so much better. I want to stay back there and they don't commit to here. I, I always remind myself of when people first came to America in terms of from the Europeans. Right. The first thing they did was burn the boats <laughs> because it motivates you to go there. I think when you get here and you go, I don't like this. It's not like my friends at home. And you're right. True, true. But if you don't make that commitment to say, you know what, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm here. I'm going to make friends. When you kind of have that, I'm just going to reserve myself and fall back and not right. get connected. You really, you know, because your friends at home aren't there anymore. That's the problem is that most of them have gone somewhere else. Right. You know, so they're not there. So you're, if you go home, it's not existing. If you go to another school, it's not existing. How do you make the best of it here? And that's a real challenge. Yeah, it, I think something that I told myself to sort of deal with that was, so many people go through this process every year and and maybe you know that makes some people feel weird cuz you know like oh i'm not normal i'm not having having any problems you know it's not bad to not to not miss your friends yeah. some people go through that process where they feel like I love Truman so much. I love the school, I love my classes, I'm making all sorts of new friends and they get to that moment where you know, that, that feeling of betrayal. Am I betraying my old friends by being, you know, friendlier with these people? And, you know, I, I always think, why? You know, you're happy, you're making friends, this is what you're supposed to do. It's not like, you know, you're no longer friends with all those people you yeah. used to hang out with in high school. So don't feel like you're betraying them. And obviously, and, and we want to get the complexity of this, and obviously this gets even larger if you have like oh, yeah. a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend at home, <laughs> and that becomes even harder in terms of how you go through that, but that's way beyond this podcast in terms of that. So, But I think they, I think the part that you're trying to emphasize, which is so important, is the normality, is that other people are feeling this way, and a lot of people make this comparison. Everybody else looks like they're having fun. Well, yeah. they're, they're struggling with the exact same things in, in that, you know, you might have that person who came here and met their best friends for the entire world and they're the happiest they've ever been in their lives. But most people come in and it's, no matter, even if you meet great friends, there still is the loss of what you've left behind. Right. And most people are in that weird dilemma of what am I, you know, this is hard and it's normal and it's that part of that transition that's just kind of there. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's the end of our podcast um, kind of on this subject. Um, again, my name is Brian Krause. I'm the Director of University Counseling Services. If you need to contact us, call 660-785-4014. I'm just giving my home phone number. <laughs> and uh, and our, our, we also can be found at ucs.truman.edu. Uh, also, at, you can email us at ucs.truman.edu. So thank you so much for listening in and tune in to us for another podcast in the near future. Thanks.